What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 13? Episode 14. 14. Of Tell Me What You Know. Today is Tuesday, August 6th, 2019. Before we get into it, I know what you're all thinking. We're sorry we missed last week. That's on us. It's on us. We, uh, we had a co-worker's 40th birthday. It just ran long. It ran long, you know. We wanted to to he wanted to, he needed to get out and have a little fun, so of course we went to Dave and Buster's, <laughs> played some video games. Lunch some turned beers. into all afternoon. Yeah, I played a lot of Guitar Hero. Killed it. Yeah, and I uh, got some some socks. Won some socks from the ticket thing. Did uh, playing any of those games make you want to get a Guitar Hero again? I went or? I went home and looked on yeah, Amazon. You did. I you know, know how expensive it. they are. How expensive? I don't think you can find like the original Guitar Heroes anymore, but they get like the rock band, the entire set. It's like a five hundred dollar thing because you got to get the that drums, and the two drums guitars, and the yeah, microphones yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. It was bizarre. Sam Nelson had that when we were in he college. Did. Yeah, in this tiny little room. I remember singing. I remember I was just on the mic sometimes, <laughs> and it was just about keeping perfect pitch. Yeah, you know, exactly. with it. So you're you just sort of you're words. not really yeah you're not singing words or doing anything. It's just sort of like you're keeping keeping that that little indicator right there. Yeah, the it's tone needed fun. to be somewhat in line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's why we are recording today, because we missed last week. Um, and and we're, we're going to release this a little early. We're going to release it early. So in order to make up for last week, I uh, have three promises for everybody out there. We have three promises for everybody out there. Number one, we're going to drop two episodes this week. So the first one will go, come out tomorrow, Wednesday the 7th, and then we'll drop one at our normal time Friday morning as well, the 9th. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Promise number two. <laughs> We are going to do, uh, if you remember a few episodes back, one of the topics was orange wine. Uh, we're going to do an orange wine taste test live on an episode. Uh, I actually went around today. I went to a Total Wine. I called a uh, specialty wine store. Nobody has orange wine in Virginia. I went online to try and order some. Apparently, you can't order booze to Virginia. Or yeah, maybe it's, it's really just wine. Annoying. I don't really know. Yeah. You can so, do it in D.C. Okay. So maybe I'll just... Maybe we send it to Miriam's house. Yeah. We should try that. Um, either that or when I'm home, uh, if, if we can't get it before then, I'll be home mm. uh, for a wedding in September and I'll try in North Carolina as well. Uh, look around for some. So that's number two. We're going to uh, drink a little orange wine, um, become very sophisticated and, and tell you guys about all these topics. Number three, uh, kind of in the same vein, we're going to do a, another topic we had was Beyond Meat, the fake burgers. <laughs> Are we, do you want to do the same time? Maybe we're doing the same time. Like a little uh, a Beyond Meat burger with a side of uh, oh, how classy! Yeah, orange. We should wine. do that. I like that. We have to, the only thing is, we need to figure out how we're gonna cook. We have to like cook them at your place <laughs> and bring them down. Bring them down. Well, here. that's what you're gonna. You're on the wine. Okay, I'll do the burgers. All right, sweet. Let's the make sure we can burgers. find those as well. I'm pretty sure they'll be a little they'll, easier to find. Yeah, I think uh, I'll Foods. go up and grab them at Whole Foods. Whole Foods has some. We'll we'll make a whole little uh, make a little night of it. So as soon as we find some orange wine, we will be doing that. Um, that's coming up. What else is what's got what you got going on? You got a uh, I'll be a godfather. That's right. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I'll be a official godfather. That's right. Welcome to the family. Yeah. Don't ask me for any favors. That's right. <laughs> so that's the, you got that coming up. You got to head up to to New York, is that right? Yeah. Long Island. Right on. I've never been to Long Island. Uh, it's very long yeah, here, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know much about it. Um, it's an island? It, I think it is an I island. I think it's an island. Yeah. That would make sense. <laughs> that makes sense. So that's what you got coming yeah. up. I uh not a whole lot going on here. I've been uh, kind of hanging, holding down the fort. Uh, last last weekend, you got to feed the cats. Yeah, I realized that uh, like every time we talk about what's going on, you're always going somewhere. It's like, oh, I'm not going, not too much going on here. I'm just going to hang out and feed your cats. We could switch places if you'd like. No, not this well, time. Not this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm sure I, I, I would make a great godfather, though, I think. Uh, I am a godfather, actually. But ah. Yes. Join the club. Yeah, join the club. It's great. Um, you have that a little bit of the dread where you're like, oh, wow, this actually means something. Oh, something yeah, there's like some responsibility. To, yeah, yeah. Heaven forbid something yeah. go wrong. You better. I'm, I'm in charge here. Yeah. So yeah. That's My sister and brother-in-law better drive safely. That's right. Make yeah. a lot of money before you get yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. Yeah. So two episodes this week, the taste test coming up. Any other housekeeping notes that we have? I don't think so right now, but okay. I think we are gearing up for some more stuff they can consume. Yes. But I don't want to. Let's not make any promises I don't there. Make any I promises. feel okay with the other two promises because we've had so much time now that like, if we never complete them or complete them in a year, then who fucking cares? Yeah, <laughs> <I> mean, whatever. <laughs> it's it's going to happen as soon as we can. Um, all right. Well, cool. Well, then let's just jump into it. I'm excited for this one. I've got a bit of a bizarre uh, topic today, I think. Let's do it. All right, Michael. Tell me what you know about hills. <laughs> H-I-L-L-S, Hills. Um, I mean, it's not a mountain. <laughs> Correct. Less than a mountain. That's right. Uh, but more than a gradual rise. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, hills. Sometimes they have eyes. Oh. Ooh. Oh, that's very good. Let's come back to that. Um, And... I, I mean, other than just that, I don't know what I would... What I would Right now, tell you I know about hills, Perfect. but maybe maybe there's something else more in here that we can get to. Great. Well, I'm going to jump into some hills that I like. <laughs> I'm going to start off with uh, Henry Rutherford Hill, aka Hank Hill, the King of the Hill. Okay. Uh, yeah, could go in that direction. Classic too. show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mike Judge. Mm hmm. Um, Love Mike Judge. Awesome. I think he's one of the smartest creators, smartest producers of anything. At, For ever. sure. Yeah. I think Silicon he's, Valley, he's, Beavis and Butthead, Office Space, and they all are very stylized and they say something I, I love i love his stuff yeah so hank hill that show king of the hill 1997 hank mm -hmm. hill is famous for selling his propane and propane accessories i always my favorite part of that show was always when he and his friends dale bill and boomhauer would just stand out by the boomhauer. fence and drink beer and like not even really talk i feel like that's uh like a present day group chat almost yeah they yeah, just kind of sit out and they're drinking some beers and a lot of yeps going around. And every now and then somebody will say something or Boomhauer will go on a tangent. You can't understand <laughs> eight out of nine words in his sentences. Um, yes. And then also for Mike Judge, the final season, Silicon Valley coming out. It, when is that coming out? Later this fall, I believe. Is it this I, fall? I think what I saw there were in either post or. Yeah. They took a year off or something. It's been yeah. a little while. And it's going to be a shortened season as well. I'm not okay. sure exactly what the deal oh, is. Oh, like a six or six episode or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think it was like, only like an eight anyway. But, yeah. Um, Great I like, show. I like the show a lot. I love that show. It's going to be fun. Uh, he, and he's the co-creator. He, apparently Judge harkens back to his days as a Silicon Valley engineer himself, which I didn't realize. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's one hill I like. Okay. Move on to the second one. Uh, <laughs> Battle of Bunker Hill. Okay. Do you know what? What do you know about that, Michael? Uh, Bunker Hill was the first battle in um, the Revolutionary War. Correct. That's, right. uh, that's the one where you gotta wait to wait to fire until you see the whites in their eyes. Colonel William Prescott. Colonel William Prescott. Exactly. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I know we lost it, but mm -hmm. it um, we, we took a lot of light. like it was a it was a heavy war for the British. Sure. And they realized that we were not going to like go quietly or this was going to be over very quickly. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's basically what I know about Bunker Hill. Yeah, exactly. Early stages of American revolution, June 17th, 1775. 
so yeah, the British actually defeated the Americans, mm-hmm. but despite it being a loss, the Americans uh, were able to kind of give significant casualties to the British, and they were like, oh, fuck, these guys aren't playing around. Yeah. You know, the, the Americans are pretty green and all this kind of stuff. It was uh, it was a very early, it was a, the first, one of the first battles, really. Yeah. In Boston. I don't know if I mentioned that, but kind of uh, right there on the Charleston actually... Peninsula. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For some reason, I'd like connected it with the first battle of the civil war in my head like yeah. i just like a weird synapse connection i was right. like oh maybe it was in like south carolina but no that would have been yep. later uh fun a uh, kind of an interesting fact most of the fighting actually occurred on another hill nearby breeds hill hmm. they were told to go set up the the americans were told to set up their forts and their camps or whatever their their uh blockades their whatever their position their lines on uh bunker hill they decided to go to a smaller hill nearby uh Breed Hill is closer to Boston, and most of the fighting took place on Breed's Hill. And as you said, Colonel William Prescott had the famous line, don't fire until you see the whites of their eyes, because the Americans were pretty low on uh, ammunition. Yeah. And so that's ultimately what ended up losing them the battle, because when they when the, the British did come, they ambushed them, and they shot them, and they yeah. made them fall back, and they came back again, and it was the same thing again. But at this point, you know, they're starting to run low on munitions, and they knew they were going to lose this, but they were like, we're, we're going to go out fighting. Right. Yeah. And it gave them, uh, you know, a, a much needed confidence boost. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were able to ultimately turn around and win the war. What a comeback. What a comeback. Great comeback. It was uh, really uh, uh, Battle of Saratoga was very, it was a big turning point. It was the first one we actually won. Okay. Um, was that on a hill? It was not on a hill. <laughs> no, it was a uh, Washington. It was like the first battle that we had won and that, kind of convinced the French yeah. to support us and to, you know, send over troops and help. Right. So that was a big turning point as well. But yeah, Very Bunker cool. Hill. Should we move on to my next City hill? City upon a hill. Yeah, go ahead. On my next hill, I have uh, the great Jonah Hill. Ah. <laughs> Super bad, Wolf of Wall Street, like, 21 and 22 Jump Street. I like Ball. how we're merging so many topics into one hill. That's I great. like it. Uh, yeah, Jonah Hill. Is he like the cousin or the nephew of somebody? His family, his father, uh, Richard Feinstein, I believe. I know Feinstein's right. I don't That's know Richard. right. He was the tour accountant for Guns N' Roses growing up. Okay. Or sorry, when, when Jonah was growing up. Uh, so they lived in Hollywood. He grew up in Hollywood. Uh, was kind of into that life right away. His older mm-hmm. brother actually was the manager for Maroon 5 and Robin Thicke. He had an untimely death. He had a pulmonary embolism, unfortunately, oh, and passed away. That sucks. Yep. Uh, but yeah, he grew up in Hollywood. He's been in tons of awesome movies. He started, I think he's always wanted to be a writer director. Mm-hmm. So I think his most recent, did you ever see mid nineties? I haven't seen it yet, I but I haven't seen it either. I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. Yeah. So I think it kind of, uh, it's a little throwback to how he, I think when he was growing up, he was working in skate shops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. and kind of. From what I understand, a lot of people can relate to it. I would imagine you have to be from Southern California for the most part. Maybe not, but I- you remember in the 90s, like, what were those stores? Um, like, punk was sort of in. Like, skateboarding was in. People paid attention. Tony Hawk was big. Yeah, like, like Sun stuff like that. Yeah, but but it even had, like, you even if you didn't skate, you were sort of connected to that culture. Like, um, I fingerboarded Tech Decks. <laughs> big. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but what was the beginning of Jackass? Was CMK? Uh, CKY. CKY. Was, CKY. Yeah. And they had a massive crossover. Yeah. Uh, between that. Right. You know what else I was just watching about? Um, Matt Hoffman, the yeah, BMX, yeah, BMX writer. writer. Yeah, yeah. Awesome documentary. It was like a 30 for 30 on ESPN. Okay. I didn't finish it, but kind of brings me back into thinking about like that culture, that time period. Right. So I, I'm interested to in seeing it. Like definitely his perspective on yeah. the 90s because uh, I, I think we could probably relate. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. 
uh, speaking of Tony Hawk, uh, one, I love that game, but the game. other day I was listening to the soundtrack. I, I mean, which soundtrack. one? <laughs> well, on Spotify, you can find Tony Hawk's one through five, five yeah, all yeah. together. Really, though, I, I'm looking for the earlier one. I think like one and two are what I want. A little yeah. Goldfinger. Yep. Some other songs that I don't know. Until 99 Red them. Balloons. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but there's songs that once you start listening to them, like you know them right away because you've listened to them so many times in that game. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know? For sure. They're so good. I can yeah. just see myself dropping in on a giant Oh, I was collecting pipe, skate. Oh, collecting yeah. skate. Playing horse. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Hitting that 900 with Tony Hawk or the Christ Air with uh, Bob oh, Christ Bernquist Air. or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Christ Air. Um, cool. So that's Jonah Hill. Much more could be said about him, obviously. Uh, I think, I think his relationship, I think that whole crew that he's got is pretty, pretty fun. I loved watching all of them on the roast of James Franco. I never talk about how much I like that roast, but mm-hmm. I love that roast. Uh, uh, the, the best roast. Yeah. I mean, they, just the, the way they all work together was hilarious. And, yeah. and you could see him, him and Seth Rogen and, and Franco and, uh, the rest it's kind of funny. Nicole he, Hater. Jonah Hill kind of spans between the Seth Rogen group and yeah. then like the Leonardo DiCaprio group. Right. You know, like uh, yeah. those other, he kind of um, exists in both of them. Well, I think that's what, uh, I think Aziz Ansari like brought that up. He's like, yeah, uh, Jonah Hill got so famous. He had to get new friends. Like he's not hanging out with these guys anymore. He's <laughs> yeah. not hanging out with these losers like Seth Rogen or anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had to get new friends like Leo. I, yeah. I got to hang Pitt. out. Yeah. Brad and uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Weird, weird group. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next one. Follow me here. A hill to die on. <laughs> So just any any point in an argument where you're like, no, this is I'm not conceding this. Yeah, or you're like, this is a hill that I will die on. So what's a <laughs> what's a hill you'll die on, Michael? I can tell you mine first. I know that they definitely come up, and I and I feel like you you have a lot of hills that you die on. Oh yeah, at least in the, in the heat of the argument. In the heat of the argument, for sure. Okay. Well, very what, very principled. At least I feel I am. Sure. So here's an example of a hill I would die on. That is that LeBron James dunking in his kid's layup line is lame. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this is an argument that I love how this is a hill you will die on because this is one I just don't think is that big of a deal. But I like how you're like, no, he's a parent. He should go sit in the stands with the rest of them. That's right. That's right. And for a little background, we've been having this debate for the last two weeks in this office, basically, about whether or not. And again, a lot of times I think hills that you die on for the most part probably don't need to be hills that you would die on. It's not that serious. But. Uh, in the heat of an argument, you're like, oh, no, this is a hill that I'm going to die on. Yeah, no, th- I'm not going any further than this. Yeah. I'm not conceding it at all. So I'm, not to put you on the spot, but if you have any you want to mention that you can think about right now. I don't have any off the top of my head, but I know that yeah. once I get into some arguments, yeah. like, if there, like if you're – I will. there are some religion yeah. things I'll die on, but that's not that fun. Right. Uh, yeah, politics, religion, probably yeah, not yeah. that fun to talk about. Um, we can come back to it if you think. Come back to it. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about this through this episode, and then all of a sudden I'm going to jump yeah. out. All right. And so the final hill uh, that I want to talk about before we get to honorable mentions, which we'll just, we'll just rattle them off. But uh, another great hill is that hill in your – I don't see, I don't know if uh, you had this out in Arizona, pretty flat out there, but that hill in, the, in your neighborhood that you had growing up that you first rollerbladed down or biked down or, or sledded down. I know. Yeah, we have that. So I had like Cambridge Road and University Road and <laughs> Vernon Avenue. The hill at the driving range was great for sledding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought those were all pretty good hills. I had uh, little lookout points that I would use when I was 16 and just got a car. That was my <laughs> hill. <laughs> I didn't rollerblade. Uh, can't believe I went there. You conquered that hill. You went uh, there and uh, put yeah. a flag in it. Uh, this one time, there was this one hill in Arizona. It was kind of going up a mountain, and we called it like the end of the world because when you would drive over it, it 
it just sort of looked like the road would go out from under yeah. it. Um, we would drive down that way too fast, doing oh, stupid yeah. things. Yeah. Um, but that was some, when you bring up this hill, that's, I, I remember that one pretty vividly. I, I can just remember these hills right by my house growing up, uh, that they were, they, you look at them now, they're nothing, but they were so intimidating at the top when you're standing on rollerblades or on your bicycle and you're like, okay, well, you end up getting, going I'm going to do fast. this. I'm going to do this. I can go down this hill. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Vernon Avenue is a bit, a bit bigger of a hill, uh, than university or, or Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cambridge University, we're right in my neighborhood. And so all the kids would always kind of congregate there and ride our bikes and play football and stuff. Do people ever longboard in North Carolina? Uh, nobody around me did. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of groms in my area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was I, sort I, of I more can't. of a California thing. Longboarding. Yeah, oh, I think it's board. a coastal type thing for yeah. sure. Um, I, I can't even look at – like you say the word board and automatically my ankles swell up. I mm-hmm. just feel like I'm going to fall – break something. I can't look at a skateboard. I can't without like just getting dizzy. That feeling of the board going out from under your feet and you're just going to know you're going to land on your side yeah. is a horrible feeling. Yeah, I'd love to do it. I have no balance on that kind of thing. <laughs> I've never tried snowboarding. I can ski, but I, uh, I would imagine it's much the same thing. It's just my, my upper, my upper body and my feet and legs are not in sync at all in terms of where they should be. So one's <laughs> going to be ahead of the other the whole time when it's only on one board. And I put two boards on me and I'm good. One it, on each foot. I can ski or something like that. Roller skate. Roller blade, rather. Um, I like snowboarding. As I say, I broke my clavicle snowboarding last year, but it's very, it's very fun. That just means you were going hard. That's, yeah, just getting back into it. Yeah. Uh, so those are the main ones I wanted to touch on. Some honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Faith Hill. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Great country singer. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. That's right. Uh, yeah. Lauren Hill of the Fugees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very talented. And a solo artist in her own in her own right mm-hmm. as well. Very talented. Uh, another music one, Cypress Hill. Okay. Oh, is that that? Is that like, like a rap a, rock type group? Yeah, you, you you know them. Were they? They have like a song in like a Zach Braff movie. Uh, I have no idea. Oh no, am I thinking of um just what's that? I'm you thinking of like Garden else. State or something. Garden State, something, some song. <laughs> movie Garden State. I don't know. Uh, George Hill, the basketball player. Mm-hmm. You know, I was. There's not a lot of hills out there. I Grand think. Hill. Oh well, yeah, Grand Hill as well. That's yeah. I can't believe I forgot that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he loves Sprite. <laughs> a lot of Sprite commercials. Uh, final one are molehills. You don't want to make mountains out of them. That's, <laughs> that's very true. You got any hills you want to talk about? <laughs> um, still trying to think of a hill I die on. Um, still thinking about that. That's fine. You can come back to it. I'm going to come back. I'm going to be. Yeah. Th- that's going to be. I'm going to think of a good one. All right. So that's hills, everybody. I hope you learned something about hills today. Hills. Yeah. They have eyes. And the hills have eyes as well. And the hills have eyes. Yeah. Did you think that movie did it scare you? Um, that was kind of fucked up. Yeah. No, it's messed up. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I was recently watching Halloween, the uh, newest one. Yeah. Um, that movie's freaky. Sorry to take it so off, but I'm just thinking of another horror movie. Yeah. Well, hills. Yeah. I definitely like how we can use one word to talk about several uh, different. You know what topics. I left off? The hills. The show. The hills. Like the Laguna Beach spinoff. Yeah. Lauren Conrad. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that show. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was better than Laguna Beach, I thought. Ooh, I don't know. I love Laguna Beach. Did you like the OC, like the scripted OC? I like, never watched the OC, actually. Oh, love the OC. I know. Yeah, it was good, I think, but I never watched it. All right. It's not those. Love OC. OC, sorry. <laughs> Misha Barton. Misha Barton. Yeah. Uh, what's Benjamin McKenzie? Was that uh, was uh, Yeah, Ryan. 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 He went to UVA, actually. No, oh, all right. Well, that's a good topic. Thanks. Well, I'm going to get us into a uh, current event. Okay. Um, 
this person is a I love this person. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his love his content. Michael, tell me what you know about Quentin Tarantino. I thought you were going to go Elon Musk right there. <laughs> no, I was I was definitely thinking Ooh. about about getting into some Twitter beefs I've been having with folks, but yeah. Uh, going much more fun Quentin Tarantino. I do not know a ton about him other than he does a lot of movies that I enjoy seeing. I think it was his first one. Uh, was it Foxy Brown? Was that the name? No, uh, J- Jackie. Uh, uh, what was it called? Jackie Fox- Brown. One the a lady in that movie was named Foxy something. I think. Um, Jackie Brown. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Seventies kind of Foxy crossover. Brown was a was a yeah. So the seventies crossover. I think that that you're right. I think that was brought up in Jackie Brown, but it, the rapper. The seventies was like is a big time for him right. as as evidence for his, once upon a time in right. Hollywood. You mean you mean as a like as a drunk. yeah. So this Foxy stuff like he, he yeah. there are multiple times where he referenced Jackie stuff. Jackie Brown, yeah, me. Jackie Brown. Um, and then most recently he's got the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you have a favorite? I uh, I don't know that I do. I really liked uh, Inglorious Bastards, but I don't know if it was my favorite of mm-hmm. his. I just think it's a movie that if it's and a lot of his movies are are this this way when they're on, I'll watch them from wherever it is and I pick it up to the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he kind of has uh, I I don't know like the proper film terminology, but he's got these shots that you see in movies. You're like, oh, that's Pretty, very stylized. Yeah, pretty like specifically Tarantino, like the looking up out of a trunk type thing and mm-hmm. people you know looking into something. I feel like I see that in a lot of his movies. Yep. Um, Feet are another one of his things. Okay. Uh, he he has a foot fetish. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, a weird dude. He, yeah, he's got some weird tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a weird dude. Uh, An eccentric. Yeah. Tell me more about him. Um. So Tarantino was born 1963 in Knoxville, Tennessee, but he really grew huh. up in California. Okay, I was gonna say that's bizarre. He, so. I always hear Tarantino talk about Tennessee and he talks about the South in some ways, but he didn't spend a ton of time there. But his his mother is obviously um, from Tennessee. Um, is that his real name? Quentin? Tarantino. Yeah. His his, his father worked in movies. Okay. Uh, he didn't know him. Like Didn't know his dad. Didn't know his dad. Uh, but his dad is a kind of a cool name, I thought. Tony Tarantino. Tony a lot Tar- of T's. A lot of T's. Good, good alliteration there. Yeah. Uh, there was some discrepancy with him where when he was trying to be, he was trying to be an actor when he was younger, Tony Tarantino, mm-hmm. um, and he got into it with this guy who was like trying to give him a job and in, in exchange for some under the table stuff. We're talking like drugs or like sex? Like sex. Okay. Gotcha. And, uh, <laughs> the, and supposedly he like punched him. Yeah. And then the producer was like, you'll never work here again. And he had to change you'll his name. You'll Hollywood. never work in Hollywood again. Yeah. Um, I think he probably did. I think he probably did the right thing. And yeah. he probably ruined his career. Wow. But not related or in the first one, not in too'd? Quentin's uh, life at all. Huh? So you could have said he, he could have me too. Yeah. He me too. Yeah. Um, so he's named after Quint Asper, who's a Bill, uh, Burt Reynolds character in Gunsmoke, which is okay. like a, a TV series back then. So he's named after, and he's very connected and tied with Burt Reynolds, like loves Burt Reynolds, Uh, just like sort of like the man character that Burt Reynolds portrayed. And, you know, he's like a hero of his back then. Gotcha. Um, Dropped out of high school and started working at a porn movie theater. Does not surprise me at all. Pussycat Theater. So, you know, he's seen some stuff. Yes. You know that his, you know, his gauge of something weird is probably really far in a certain direction uh-huh. um so after that he um 
started working at a video store. Was just sort of like the neighborhood movie buff. Just knew People, everything about everything. Knew everything about everything. Uh, movie related. Sure. Um, started writing a started writing a uh, a screenplay. Um, the first thing he wrote never finished it. Uh, met this guy Lawrence Bender, who was a producer with him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lawrence Bender and him, you Lawrence was like, you need to write a movie again, like do something again. Uh, he started writing a movie called My Best Friend's Birthday, which um, he actually filmed a little bit of, and then uh, the last reel of it got. It got ruined in a, in processing, so he couldn't even finish this movie. Oh wow! But it was the beginning of the, the beginning script of what would be called True Romance, okay. which is a movie that he would sell. Have you heard of True Romance? Yeah, yeah. Fucking great movie. Yeah. Um, Tony Scott directed, uh, but this movie sort of was like another. It gave some him some money to do some other things. Is that so? That's one that I of his collection that I have not seen. Uh, Fucking awesome movie. Where does that fall? Is that so? It's one of his earlier works, than I would imagine. He wrote it. It came out in 93, but I think he sold it before he made Reservoir Dogs and used okay. some of the money from that to help finance Reservoir Dogs. Gotcha. But Reservoir Dogs came out in 92. Yeah. He wrote the script in three and a half weeks. Okay. And sent it over to a friend who shared it with uh, what then became Artisan and what then became some Anyway, um, got it made, got it to Harvey Keitel, who plays uh, Mr. White in yep. the movie. Yep. Plays a Mr. Plays with uh, the Wolf yes. in Pulp Fiction, right? Uh, and really having him a part of the movie got the movie financed. Okay. So uh, Harvey Keitel was like, "This is a fucking great script. Yeah. I want to be in it. I want to be a big role in it. Let's get it made and, and do it." Um, and went to Sundance. It was just a huge hit at yeah. Sundance. So that was really the momentum. That was Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, right. Uh, great movie. Have you seen Reservoir Dogs? Yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, I like it, and, and something. He uh, he's very. Maybe it's a question. Do you think he's loyal to these actors, or that he just knows these actors fit so well in his, in his stories and his scripts? I think that's an interesting question because like um, Samuel Jackson's in a lot of his stuff as so well. So Samuel Jackson had come and read for a role. I believe it was something for Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. and obviously didn't get it. That was like, like the one movie that Samuel Jackson is because he was in Jackie Brown. It. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was right. Big role in Jackie Brown. Yeah. He's in every movie that he's been in. Okay. And he's even included, he's in True Romance. Oh, okay. Um, for a very brief scene, but he's got like a very memorable scene. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, him and Samuel L. Jackson connect on, on another level. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's an interesting question. I think, I think he, he always harkens back to directors that he likes and, and directors oftentimes work with actors mm-hmm. many times. Right. Um, and I think he he absolutely respects old Hollywood and uh, just the old way of doing things in making a movie mm-hmm. and, and sort of having an identity or a persona behind a movie. It's not just this movie is separate from its director. Yeah. It needs to be kind of like one and the same. Gotcha. Um, quick sidebar. Sure. Interesting little trivia fact. He played an Elvis impersonator. In the fourth season of a Golden Girls episode. Really? So that's something I kind of want to look up. Yeah. Well, and, um, and speaking on that, one other thing I remembered about him is that he appears in most of his movies, right? So he always wanted to be an actor. Right. He just sort of sucks as an actor. He just <laughs> he, he kind of like overplays it to a degree where he's so stylized where it's 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 almost that I know you're the director of the movie, man. Right. Like, get out right. of here. Well, it's almost like the how, you know, they'll throw – 
RIP. They, they threw Stan Lee into all the movies mm-hmm. uh, at some point, you know? Yeah, yeah. Some um, like little Easter egg almost. Right. Yeah. Or how every now and then, uh, uh, what's his name? Larry David would show up in Seinfeld episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The <laughs> man in the cape. Right. Yeah, yeah. Steinbrenner's voice, yeah. all that kind of stuff. This is a little bit different where he, so he was in like Reservoir Dogs. I mean, he, yeah. in some ways, I think he wanted to be a, a, an actor more than a director. Yeah. I say that. Just because he's always trying to do it, like yeah. he's he hasn't resigned himself from trying to still act and right. be in, in movies. Right. Um, and actually, I really love him in Pulp Fiction. I, yeah. I really like his character there, uh, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's obviously got a very specific stylized style. Yes. Um, stylized style. Stylized style. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a, a very unique style. Yes. Um, like long dialogue. Uh, dialogue can progress the plot. Like people's actions don't often move move the plot forward. Like what something what somebody says can can move the plot forward for him. So sure. you get lost in these like long conversations, right? Yeah. Um, his scripts are like full novels. The script, he, and he has said this before. The script should live on its own. It, it, I could write the script and put out and like sell the script, mm-hmm. and that would be enough for for him. Enough of a story. And then he actually writes it, and then from there he pairs it down to a shooting script. Okay. Um, which is, I, I just find that interesting that he he puts so much value in the written word there. Yeah. Horrible writer. Like, he, grammatically horrible, uh-huh. writes everything uh, by hand and hands it off, and then somebody reformats it and puts it into, like, perspective there. That's it. But it, but it, but it gives so much backstory for the actors to read and like they kind of get to know these characters. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that is very Tarantino is all of his movies are very non-linear. Mm-hmm. They always start in different places. Right. They jump back and forth between time all the time. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's full filmography. Reservoir Dogs in 92. Mm-hmm. That, that was his first movie then. Yeah. I'm okay. uh, just directing. Right. Okay. Just directing. He also wrote um, From Dust Till Dawn, mm-hmm. which is, he kind of has always had a um, connection with Robert Rodriguez. Okay. They they worked together on Grindhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Later. So right. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, 94. Obviously, he won Academy Award, Best best Original Screenplay. Yeah. Um, Jackie Brown, 97. Mm-hmm. There's usually like between four years in between each movie. Some are shorter. Uh, and then Kill Bill Volume 1 yep. came out in 2003. Kill Bill Volume 2, 2004. Then came Grindhouse in, in 2007. He made the movie uh, Death Proof. Death Proof. With, they they uh, came out together, kind of. Were they, yeah, were they so related? It's a double feature. Okay. They were trying to harken back to like, you go to a movie and then there's like an actual intermission and then you go back in and yeah, and, okay. and, and, and the movies are gritty horror almost. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah Robert Rodriguez did the other one, uh, Planet Planet Death or I forget. The yeah, name. I remember what you're talking about. Then not as Planet good. Terror. Was that it? Planet Terror, yeah. Yeah, Planet uh, Fitness, I believe. I, I actually thought that the, uh, uh, they have fake trailers for movies in there. Oh, really? For like for fake movies? For fake movies, mm-hmm. and they got this one that was like, it's like don't, and so it's like it's like don't look under the bed, and then it's like don't go outside, and it's and like this girl's like jumping on a trampoline, and then like she's like you know when you you put your feet out and then you go all the way down to your butt and then yeah. you fly back up. So then the killer's like below the trampoline and like shoves a, a knife up there. It's like don't and it's like oh man, it's really it just it just grosses you out. Yeah, he's got a he's like, got an eye for the grotesque. For graphic sure. violence is something that oh yeah is is heads flying getting shot. Yeah, like you don't get shot by a machine gun and fall down. Your body starts falling apart. Yeah, your your head explodes and yeah. then watches the goo come out. Um, Inglorious Bastards two thousand nine, Django Unchained two thousand twelve, yep. Hateful Eight two thousand fifteen. 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood 2019. Right. Hateful Eight uh, was a little forgettable for me. Yeah. It, I, think I it, completely forgot until you just said that. I think it's better I thought if it was, you go I, back and I, watch it I enjoyed it watching it for yeah. sure. It was really long. It's really long. And some of his movies, like you can go back and compartmentalize them so you can enjoy certain scenes. Yeah. Uh, and they're completely separate from the whole movie. What was, uh, I can't remember what her name, what was the actress in that movie? I thought she was really good in Hateful Eight. Um, Rosanna Archer. Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was so good in that movie, I thought. But the movie. Yeah, she was. Altogether, it was good, of course, but. But, um, you know, I agree. It wasn't as, it wasn't his strongest movie. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way. Django Unchanged wasn't his strongest movie to me either. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think Inglorious Bastards was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. There's some scenes in that that are amazing. Like the beginning scene with the milk and the, so I mean, it's so Shoshana. good. Shoshana. Shoshana. And then, uh, and then the basement, the basement scene, scene was just incredible. Dry Glazer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we Such say great the American man. three, you did this. Yeah. <laughs> You can't see me, but I'm holding up three fingers in different ways right now. <laughs> That's to all you out there. Um, but my ultimate favorite would be Pulp Fiction. Okay. So somebody, they, they did a recent study. They had some like, they had 17 scientists or whatever, look through different essays written, content written, critiques, whatever. Who was the most looked at director? And they're looking at Spielberg, Christopher Nolan, all these different. Tarantino's the most written about and talked about director of our time, huh. essentially. Um, he, and so he has a lot of, um, I would say just like criticisms, but a lot of things that where people uh, think he could do it better or just think he's maybe a fraud in some ways. So one way, um, he's, he's really known for like copying certain shots. Okay. So the way you're saying he... Not everything might be out of his brain. Okay. It might be from some Japanese movie that very few people have seen, but is large over there, like a big movie in their culture. And then he kind of appropriates it for for us. So other people that he is um, kind of critiqued as, as following is a lot of uh, Scorsese movies. Okay. Um, the, the long walking shot into in Goodfellas. He's like kind of, he's stolen some of that. Anyways, people, it kind of goes back to, uh, you know, what's the what's the line about good artists? They like good artists steal. Or, yeah, or the I was I was thinking the imitations, the imitate, yeah, form of flattery. Or exactly. But he's just he's got an encyclopedia of movies in his brain, and when he wants to create these these scenes, I think he just picks and chooses from his encyclopedia. Well, of also, movies. what hasn't been done at this point, like exactly, you, you can only. There's only so much. I mean, maybe I'm wrong here. I don't know, but well, I mean, I think I feel like you can't be fully original, right? You're going to just be derivative from something that you've seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, that, that's a big. The problem with Tarantino is that you had a bunch of film students say they just love Tarantino. They've like people like people like me. Even I'm proliferating this horrible thing, where it's just I would love Tarantino. I'm gonna. I think he's the best. Yada yada yada. And I think people get there's a contrarian view. That people just want to like throw, throw water on it. Yeah. Uh, well, probably so. Oh, sorry, I'm talking too far away. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> Sitting back thinking. Um, I don't know. I feel like Tarantino had uh, for a while, at least. Maybe when we were, it was just because a sign of our age. But when we were younger, 
It's like, oh, if you if you like Tarantino movies and you had a little edge to you, you right? Know, oh, you were you, cool. You knew you knew something that maybe other people didn't know. Exactly. Uh, like because it's you know it's not like a kid can watch it maybe get everything, but right. Um, well, and if you're younger and you've like, oh, you've seen Pulp Fiction, yeah, like exactly. oh, you've you've seen a big movie, like oh, you probably saw Titty. Your mom let yeah yeah exactly. Your mom let you watch Pulp Fiction, that kind of stuff. I <laughs> go off a tangent here, but small one. Uh, relating to watching R-rated movies when we were kids, mm-hmm. you want to know what? This is how good, much of a little goody two shoes I was. <laughs> I was over at a friend's house. We were probably what year did Judge Dredd come out? Do you remember? Ninety one. I'm going to look it up really quickly. 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, all right. So Judge Dredd came out in 95. 95. So I was seven years old. Well, I was on video, so I was probably uh, eight at the time. Mm-hmm. I was at a friend's house, and he had older brothers, and they were going to watch Judge Dredd. They had got it from Blockbuster or something. Uh, and I was spending the night there. Like I could have just watched the movie, and it would have been fine. I called my mother, <laughs> either my mom or my dad. I can't remember who, who I called, but I called one of them. And asked if I could watch the movie. And they're like, <laughs> they're like yes, it's fine. Like, what am I going to tell my kid? No, like, he'll be a huge yeah. loser. But yeah. your kid's already a loser. He's called to ask if he can watch an R-rated movie. <laughs> but yeah, so that's... Well, I'm glad you followed the rules. I did. I did. I, I did not ask if I could play Mortal Kombat at the same house. I mm. just did that anyway. You just did that. Yeah, it was a video game. I, I couldn't help myself. Yeah. I was addicted. There were no rules against video games. Oh, there were. I was not allowed to play Mortal Kombat. <laughs> my first R-rated movie... It was two of them. My mom went out of town. I was with my dad. Yeah. And we watched uh, My Cousin Vinny and uh, Cliffhanger. Mm. Great movies. And good rated R movies. Yeah. My Cousin Vinny is just a great movie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they ended up not getting Judge Dredd and we didn't watch it. So it was all for naught anyway. Yeah. I don't think anybody saw me call my parents, which was good. Well, so this brings up another point that uh, is sort of even more in the news right now is he's critiqued for having a lot of violence in his movies. Yeah. Kill Bill, obviously there is a ton of blood, but it's it's done in a way that almost makes it humorous. Sure. Um, but how do you how do you where do you fall on this violence in media stuff? And we don't need to talk about it for too long. And I just I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, to not even get into it, I think it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's just sort of a little. It's, it's a little ridiculous, right? It, well, I mean, we can get into it. There's a lot of places that have violent movies and violent other types of media that people consume, and none of them have the same – like, to blame it – listen, you can blame it on whatever you want to. To blame it on, like, video games or stuff that we consume, I think it's kind of dumb. Music yeah. even. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Does it play a part? Maybe, but probably not. Hold on, my headphones are twisting. I need to take them off real quick. <laughs> um. I was getting a kink out of my headphones. Yeah. There's a lot of violence in the Bible, too. People read that. That's right. There you go. Um, yeah. So his next thing he won't do is he'll never shoot a movie. Well, I'll say never, say never, but he'll never make a movie digital on on a digital camera. He thinks, he calls it TV in public. He wants it, he, he wants you to go watch film. Like, you go yeah. to the movie theater to watch film. And, and there's a part of me that I, I do agree with this. But I also understand, like, so for instance, Steven Spielberg was, was trying to not... He's lobbying against Netflix movies or HBO movies being available to win Academy Awards. They, they need to have a theatrical release. Okay. And so um, there's, a, you know, there's the fight against Netflix of just being like, well, Netflix isn't going to put out a movie in a movie theater. And the movie theaters have a union. They have owners. And they're like, well, what happened? Like, hey, Hollywood, what about our deal? Um, and so there's some, some of that. But yeah. Tarantino's view on it is it's TV in public and it's bullshit. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, my opinion on that is that the awards are bullshit anyway. People are going to watch what yeah. they like, and if it's good, they're going to watch it. It doesn't matter where they consume it. So you'd be on the you'd be you'd be saying it doesn't really matter what format it is because people are going to watch it no matter where. I'm saying they get that. It. Uh, I mean, I would imagine. I guess that, that if you're making this kind of stuff, you want to be praised for it. But I think those awards are bullshit. Like, just uh, people, if your movie's good, people are going to watch it, and people are going to like it. Yeah. Does it need but you would. But I think with this, with art, with I do find the need or, or understand that there needs to be some awards that people do take seriously. Yeah. And like the Academy Awards, as we've kind of gone through uh, the EGOT, mm-hmm. I think those are the levels of like, look, the rest of these bullshit awards that we kind of put on to either raise money for something or a reason to come out and just drink, that's for that's stupid. Yeah. But these four, these are the four that we're going to take seriously. Now, I understand that that not everybody has equal access to winning those awards, yeah. and there's a certain issue with it but i do under but i do like the fact that it's like well what won the academy award that year mm-hmm. as just being like oh that's the best movie air yeah. quotes and then you get 14 year, year old michael pelicans running around being like oh you haven't seen such and such <laughs> i mean <laughs> exactly they, they 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 definitely are not um correct yeah. right you know i mean oh is that the best movie this year i don't know it's so subjective according to the academy Exactly. The Academy. At least it's peer reviewed. It's peer voted on whatever. Yeah. I think we're in a certain weird territory right now where we're giving awards because of other reasons. And that's why they feel cheap. Mm. So yeah. that. are you about to go there? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just I think everybody doesn't want that. Yeah. Everybody wants to just be judged on the on, on the integrity of their own work. Sure. Just, is this good or is it bad? Yeah. Whatever. Don't stop looking at who I am and just judging yeah. the movie. For sure. Whatever. For sure. Um, I'll step down the, off my soapbox now and no, I'm just kidding. yeah, I, I wasn't going to bring up this last one. Harvey Weinstein was a big producer of his. Yeah. Um, I, I think people, when they start talking about, oh, we shouldn't watch these movies anymore because the producer did something bad. Was Harvey Weinstein connected to Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs? He wasn't connected to Reservoir but Pulp Fiction in every movie that basically Tarantino's done afterwards. Yeah. Does that mean that people should boycott those movies? No. I mean, think about how much how much work other people did that were just good human beings yeah. working on their work, yeah. creating something separate from this one guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think people should continue to watch movies it. can be good at the same time. Yeah. You can make the same argument about uh, listening, still continuing to listen to a Michael Jackson song or something else. Like he's not it's not the sole, he's not the sole creator of this thing. Right. Other people do contribute. That and might even be a better argument. That you just made there. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, right. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's the, the the last criticism or uh, controversy for him. Gotcha. But um, I'm very excited to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. As you know, I think I've mentioned, I need to go see it with my mom. Yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> I'm ready to see it. But, uh, but um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you better make it happen quickly because I'm probably going to go see it sometime this week. Uh, you can. <laughs> you have my permission. You can okay, go. Okay. Thanks. Um, do it. But that's QT. Well, very good. Oh, um, I would also watch True Romance. True Romance. Really, really good. Okay. I will watch that for sure. Uh, well, cool. So, to recap, we talked about Hills and Quentin Tarantino today, two topics that I'm sure were on everybody's mind. Uh, maybe one more than the other, since he does. <laughs> one has a movie released recently. Um, uh, yeah, to wrap up again, episode 14 coming out tomorrow morning. Episode 15 will be out Friday morning. Uh, and we will keep you posted on our fancy meal of 
meatless burgers and orange wine. See you on Friday. See you Friday.